This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Scott Arfield, he's been threatening that recently, and all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley win the next ball, it's Rory now, on the outside, he's on, he's got it, Ashley Barnes with it, what a cross from Rory, and there was Ashley Barnes, and Burnley leading the Derby. Obviously quickly, finds Benson, in space at the byline, Yes, hello everybody and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Emmon, head of this weekend's game against Fulham down in that there London at Craven Cottage where we take on, as I've just said, Fulham in what's going to be um, a tough game, a team that is in Fulham. Um, as you can see, we're joined by Elizabeth, who is from Fulhamish. How are you doing? I'm all good. How are you doing? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Really good. Um, it'll be better when hopefully we get some Christmas cheer. Um, I'm not sure that's going to come at any point over Christmas because we've got you, then Liverpool, then Villa. Um, but we'll see. We'll get into all that. And I'm sure um, we can discuss how uh, depressed we all are on any full-time shows where it's just a group of Burnley fans who are all um, currently depressed. Um, but before we get started, I just want to remind you all that the Turfcast podcast pre-game show 
is sponsored by Green King Sport. As we hit December, it is a season for festive football. So what will be the best way to watch it on TV? Down at your local Green King Sports pub, of course. After all, Christmas is a time for catch up with friends, old and new. So get your, uh, do that again. So get your team down to the local for some refreshing pies, delicious food and live action for every Christmas cracker. Every single fixture from TNT, Sky and Amazon is live at Green King Sport. That means wall-to-wall action on their huge HD screen. So head to your local Green King and watch every winning goal. Top bins valid. Dodgy VAR decision in an atmosphere worth sharing. And please remember to download the Green King Sport app as you will receive 10% off drinks every single time that there is sport on the telly. That's the first time I've actually messed that ad read up and I've been doing it all all season so I'll take that I think I think, <laughs> I think I think that's quite good um but Elizabeth obviously um as Burnley fans we're all a bit down in the dumps defeats every single week um you know second bottom of the Premier League joint bottom but for you guys you know you're doing quite well just getting the league table up now sitting pretty in 11th a lot of people had not had you for relegation but had you down there honestly e- even as far back as two weeks ago Two, three weeks ago, I was looking at a group of teams that we could potentially catch. Fulham was in that group. Um, but now all of a sudden you've you know you, you've you've scored 10 goals in two games, properly climbed up the table, and you're well out of danger. So talk to me about your season so far. Yeah, things it's been quite a mixed season, actually. But as you say, like it's been really positive recently, which has meant that everyone around Fulham's in a super good mood coming into Christmas. Um yeah. Yeah, we struggled to score goals at the beginning of the season, bit of a slow start. And then between two international breaks um, until mid-November, we had four really tricky fixtures and didn't win any of them. And it was looking really bleak and everyone was starting to think, you know, like we're not safe. Fulham might be going down, starting to look at the results of teams like yourselves and like Luton, like Sheffield United um, and starting to get a little bit worried at times. Um, But since then, we've come back, we scored... Uh, three goals in all our games apart from the last one um, and obviously two 5-0 home wins back to back not many times that you can say that in the Premier League so yeah everyone's feeling really positive I think everyone of a Fulham persuasion is looking forward to this one I hope I'm not jinxing anything but we're hopeful it should <laughs> be a good result <laughs> Yeah, well, um, I don't think many Burnley fans are predicting a win, uh, put it that way, but that normally means it'll finish uh, 1-1 or something like that. Um, when you've got one side ridiculously confident, one side uh, not so confident. I do want to touch on last night, because obviously we're recording this on Wednesday. Obviously, mm-hmm. you'll probably be listening to this on Thursday or, or later in the weekend. Uh, I've got nothing against Everton at all. Nothing against them. Uh, but obviously, they beat us at the weekend, uh, and their fans was acting very strange on social media beforehand uh, there was fans in the home ends kicking off uh, during the match and then acting all high and mighty um afterwards on, on, on social media so i did enjoy that last night i'll be honest with you so first of all thank you congratulations to getting to the um what's it called these days the carabao cup semi-final um but yeah that's another aspect to that obviously in a semi-final of a cup um so you must be buzzing with that as well yeah we're so excited it's the first time we got to the league cup semis ever in our history um last night was the biggest game of our season so far I think most Fulham fans would echo that sentiment and to go through on penalties especially against a Jordan Pickford led penalty team um was absolutely amazing I wasn't there and I'm gutted I wasn't yeah, I bet I bet that was fun. Um, one of my best memories as a Burnley fan. I think as I've said it several times, my favourite ever season as a Claret was actually last season. Even though you know we've been in the Premier League for so long, finished seventh one year. You know, actually went on a albeit very mini Europa League tour uh, the year after. Um, but last year was my favourite. But one of the standout memories for me as a Burnley fan 
Um, I'll say growing up, but it's it's only like 12 years ago, so I'd have been in my 20s, <laughs> um, was getting to the Carling Cup semi-final. Um, and obviously, you know, we beat Arsenal on the way. This is when we're a championship team as well. So we beat Arsenal on the way, we beat Chelsea on penalties. That night at Stamford Bridge is probably one of the best away days I've ever been involved in. So, yeah, uh, good luck with the competition. Um, have, have, have the semi-finals been drawn yet or is it, or did they get drawn tonight? Because it's, it's a game tonight, isn't tonight. it? Yeah, yeah, we got either West Ham or Liverpool, Chelsea or Middlesbrough. So, oh, everyone yeah, thinks... Oh, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, think right. the... <laughs> we think the Chelsea tie might be a little bit tasty, though. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. I, I kind of forget that that's a rivalry, obviously, because you, you didn't play each other for so long growing up uh, when I was younger. But yeah, that, that one mm. will be tasty. Um, I, I, I wouldn't want to if I were you. Say, for example, if we got through to the FA Cup semi-final and we played Blackburn or Preston, I'd be like, I'd rather not. I'd rather not, <laughs> just in case we get beat. But uh, yeah, good luck with that. Mm. Um, you mentioned there some results from earlier in the season. I will just... Um, quickly go through it so yeah like you said you, you had a bit of a slow start you did beat Everton I remember seeing that early on um, opening day of the season I think that was um, I remember thinking wow Everton are in trouble because uh, then not long after that they were losing to the likes of uh, Luton at home as well obviously they've turned a the corner but then you lost to Brentford drew with Arsenal at Arsenal you know which isn't the worst result in the world um, and then I got beat against City uh, and then you scraped past Luton, a 1-0. Obviously, I wasn't at that match. You may have been. It looks like a scrape on paper. Um, drew at Palace. Again, not a horrendous result. Um, but then defeat. this is obviously the, the time you were on about, obviously, a, a defeat against Chelsea, um, a, a win at home against Sheffield United, defeats against Tottenham and a draw again down at Brighton, not the worst result. But then losing against Man United, losing against uh, Villa. Uh, and then, then that brings us into that little run that you've just had. So beating Wolves, losing to Liverpool, spanking... Forest, spanking West Ham, and then obviously losing up at Newcastle. You've mentioned there it's kind of like in two parts of your season, a slower start to then kick it on. What's changed? What, why, why have you suddenly turned into Real Madrid? Well, what is good news for you guys is that Raul Jimenez became a goal machine. Um, he is suspended for this game, so Get he in. won't be facing I did not know you. that. I did not know but, that. But uh, he was really misfiring. We were very frustrating in front of goal. And then something clicked over the November international break and he was on form. But I think the team had been playing because we obviously had Mitrovic up until the summer and he left yeah. us in quite an acrimonious way. But uh, we'd been playing a very specific style to suit the kind of striker he is. And he was an incredible striker for us. But it took the team a little bit of time to adjust. And it felt like over that international break, like that was the time that we were actually getting into the swing of things and seeing our adjustments and it wasn't that the results were absolutely dreadful before that it was just that when we were yeah. winning games we didn't really deserve to win them um and we kind of thought it would catch up with us a little bit yeah well obviously since then like you say you've really kicked on and, and now you're looking up the table probably rather rather than rather than down the table uh, before we get into sort of like your ambitions and stuff for the season and, and talking about the match individually you mentioned there earlier um that the game against Everton, which took place on Tuesday night, is probably the biggest game of your season so far. Could that play into our hands a little bit? I mean, we will we will clutch at any straws that we can right now. So I I I looked on flash goal last night because I was actually working, and the only game that I could watch was the Chelsea Newcastle game. Um, so I was watching that, seeing that yours had gone to extra time. So I was like, oh, buzzing, full of, I've got an extra 30 minutes in the legs. And I checked and obviously it just went straight to penalties. And I was like, what? No. Mm. So I was, I was trying to clutch at some, any straws. So hopefully if, if the players and the managers see it as the biggest game of the season so far, 
will all of your focus have been on that game and then you might get a little bit of complacent on Saturday, please? I think there's definitely potential for us being a little bit tireder on Saturday. Tuesday to Saturday isn't the tightest turnaround. It's not like Thursday to Sunday yeah. or Wednesday yeah. to Saturday. Um, but there is a potential that we're tired. Like some of our big players did play most of the match, players like Polina and Awobi. Um, but we've got, at the moment, we're touch wood quite blessed with injuries and we've got the capacity to rotate. Um I also think there's a psychological element. If we'd lost on penalties, I definitely would have been saying, like, this is the time to capitalise on, yeah. you know, we're in a bit of a bad moment. But because we won, I think everyone's going to be super up for it. The team's going to be super up for it. So, we'll yeah, see. It's, it's, it's one of them riding on the quest of a, <coughs> crest of a wave moments, isn't it? But um, I go back to our recent result down at Brighton, and it's a little bit different because they were playing Marseille the week after us. So I and, and if they'd have won that, they'd have won the Europa League, not the Europa League, the Europa League group, and obviously that did happen. So I believe that the reason why we got a result down at Brighton is because they were focused on that. So I'm hoping that you know all of your focus and all of your energy has been on that, um, and then we can capitalise. But like you say, um, I'll, I'll go back to the year we got to the semi-finals ourselves, and we we actually got promoted that year um, because we were doing so well in the cup, and that were trans into the league and you know like like you said it, it could have an effect on both ways so we'll see uh, you mentioned some players there uh, you mentioned Paulinho, Awobe uh, I've also written down William as players to watch because um, these are all very good players I have written down Raul as well but I've crossed his name out thankfully so there's a nice big cross mm. from his name and that was satisfying yeah. um, but is there anyone else um, who will be playing on Saturday that could uh, hurt Burnley that we should be looking out for um Someone I'm really excited to see, hopefully, back in the starting lineup who didn't start on Tuesday is Tom Kearney. He's a player that we tend to play when we've got home games that we can control slightly more. Um, so we don't play him against the big guns and we don't really play him away from home, but he often plays these home games. And he's got such control in the middle of the park, so silky, really is able to carry the ball in such a fantastic way. So hopefully he'll be starting on Saturday for us. Um, that's someone who I definitely keep an eye on. And generally, like throughout our team, we've got quite a few players up front. Wilson is really good, but he will, might be dropped for Willian. Um, we're not sure. Um, and yeah, we got a generally good front line, I'd say, at the moment. Sadly, Raul yeah, is suspended, though. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. What about Harry Wilson? Because obviously, he's a player. Yeah, I know you mentioned mm. in there, he might be playing a little bit. Um, but he's a player that Burnley fans will know quite a lot um, because we actually went for him um, and then he chose Bournemouth before he went to you, which at the time we were in the Premier League, we were like, why would you go to Bournemouth in the Championship when you could have... Anyway, but obviously, I guess you could say uh, he chose the right career path because he ended up, obviously, the year after in the Premier League while we were in the Championship and now, obviously, he's playing in a, in a good Premier League side. So, how's he done this season? Because I always found it a bit interesting, um, his type of player, because I don't think he would have suited a dice system, which is who we had as manager at the time, but I think he probably would be perfect for us now. Yeah, he's great under a silver system. He got a little bit of time to get into the season. Um, he dyed his hair blonde and then he tied it black to brunette. And as soon as he went black, black to brunette, he was on fire. And he scored some really, he scored Anne a really amazing goal this season. He's probably scored more than one, but the one I remember is against West Ham where he's just so full of confidence. Um, he tends to be brought on in the second half. It, Silver tends to favour starting with Willian and then taking Willian off or shuffling around um, the team and putting Wilson in. But yeah, he's such a wonderful player and I think his season is really getting started now. 
Yeah, he's only 26 as well. And I think by the time, you know, another couple of years, he'll be a very, very good footballer. Obviously, already is, but get even better. Um, Talk to me about your ambitions for the season then, because obviously you're now, I'll just get the Premier League table back up. Um, I think, like I said earlier, you are 10th. My computer decides to go ridiculously slow when I start streaming. Um, But uh, you're knocking on the door anyway, knocking on the door of the the top half. You're obviously in the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup. What do you want to achieve now, uh, realistically, as, as a Fulham fan? Are, are you thinking top 10? Are you thinking push on for top eight and maybe get in the Conference League? Or are you thinking, well, we're in the semi-finals of the Cup. Let's get to the, you know, the European competitions by winning the trophy. What is it that you want to achieve? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So the cut for me is absolutely the priority in terms of um, being able to potentially win some silverware. But even a day out at Wembley in the final would be huge for us and just amazing so that for me is definitely the priority in terms of the league I think last year we finished in 10th in the top half and that was obviously incredible this season I don't think it's going to happen for us Um, but being able to maintain some kind of stability being able to beat the teams we should be beating um, and we would love to get a big six scalp away from home it hasn't happened for us yet but that would be amazing. So, yeah, that's one of the other goals. That's interesting. It hasn't happened yet in this Premier League stint or like in the last 10, 15 years? Because I'd say to, obviously, you're in the Prem for a while. I think we actually relegated you one year. Uh, apologies for that. Uh, yeah, but you, but you, were pretty much, you were pretty much down and buried. So it's not like what yeah. Newcastle <laughs> did to us the season after. Um, but um, is that, has that never happened or is it just in, in this recent Premier League stint? So, since we've been promoted in 2021, 2021 2022 we um (laughs) haven't taken a big scalp away from home in the scott parker season in 2020 2021 when we were in the premier league we beat liverpool away from home when they were going through that dreadful run of form but it was kind of it was without fans so it like kind of doesn't count um yeah we got close at times like we drew against arsenal earlier obviously this year and we drew against chelsea last year and stuff away from home but generally we get pretty comfortably beaten by those bigger teams yeah you're preaching to the choir there um but in the dice era um you know we actually did quite well we actually started that liverpool downfall we beat them one nil at anfield again without yeah fans. i remember uh ashley barnes legend miss him so much um but you know we've won at old trafford and that's that's one thing that i always look at because i feel like fulham are a club that have come from the bottom like we did like not that long ago well quite a while ago now probably 10 15 20 years Fulham was in like the, the ridiculous lower leagues just like Burnley were back in 1992 and I always find it staggering that I've been to Old Trafford and watched Burnley win a match 
when I started following them, you know, playing against, you know, York and Scarborough. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I like that. I like that you said that because it means a lot to fans that, you know, aren't in the top eight, aren't in the top ten, like traditionally. So I, I'm glad you've said that. Um, but, um, yeah, I do, want to, I do want to ask you a question, actually, and I thought about this one earlier today because a lot of people keep comparing Burnley to Fulham of a few years ago because we've come up, you know, we've we've dominated the league below. We've spent a hundred million pounds, and this is what you did quite a few years ago. But then you were dreadful that year, and that's the year I think that we relegated you, and you went straight back down. But then since then, you've bounced back up, just gone from strength to strength to strength. Like, what is it that you did? Because, um, like I said, you spent hundred million quid, and then you went down. What did you do? Did you get rid of all your players and start afresh? You kept hold of the manager, did you? Because there's some there's some noise that we should be getting rid of Vincent, which I completely disagree with um, at the minute. Uh, I think he's got at least till next season for me. Um, but it's interesting to see or to find out how you did what you did and how you've now come back as a, a team that seems to be constantly knocking on the top 10 or, like you said earlier, achieved it last season. So what is it that Burnley need to do to, to ensure that if we do go down, when, um, we bounce back and we bounce back pretty strong? I mean, if I had that answer, I would be the richest man in football, being able to tell people how to avoid relegation. Um, yeah, it's a difficult one. Obviously, spending $100 million on the squad did not work for us. It meant we were super fractured. We were also not bringing in mm-hmm. players that were particularly fitting the style of play. Um, and I imagine what you guys are currently going through with company is what we went through with Slavisa Jokanovic, where he was absolutely beloved. He'd done amazing things for us. And then we did get rid of him in, I think it was November 2018. Um, and when we went back down that at the end of the season it was all a bit of a mess because we had Scott Parker in charge who did get us promoted to be fair not the most popular figure among Fulham fans now did get us promoted but it wasn't fun it wasn't super enjoyable it definitely wasn't like what um we've been through since with under silver uh it's so difficult I think sometimes spending a lot of money can mean that the squad can be really ungelled I don't know if you're experiencing that this season watching Burnley yeah I do feel there's a bit of unbalance to it I feel like we've spent more money on potential rather than actual Premier League ready players which in two three years it might be brilliant we might sell James Trafford for 60 million quid but at the minute he probably shouldn't be playing Premier League football if we're going to be honest with you so there is a bit of an imbalance on that side of it yeah yeah definitely and something that Fulham did when we came up um in 2022 was we bought quite a lot of older players weirdly and obviously, I don't know what that means for our squad in two, three, four years' time, but it means that we were getting in players that were improving our level at the time now. And also, I think there is just an element of luck, like Marco Silva's um, system really adapted to the Premier League. He got a little bit more pragmatic when we were promoted as well. Again, I don't know whether you're experiencing the opposite with company, but um, he used to always play this very attacking style of football in the championship and like that was so fun but there have been moments where we've had to grind out a win and that's been something that we've been able to add to our game yeah that's interesting because obviously we played in the championship last year this big brand of attacking football where we would step onto teams force them back like we beat preston 3-0 last year and like we barely got out of their half like we literally camped in their half the entire match and obviously you can't do that in the prem and i do feel like silver has probably shown there that is you know probably tactically superior to company at the minute because that's something that we just haven't done yet with company. We, we haven't been able to do that. That you know, the, the, the two wins that we've got this season were against Luton and Sheffield United, who in truth are like us, two championship teams. Uh, all right, one of them, we blew them away. 
uh, one of them. We kind of had to grind it out a little bit against Fulham, but I won't grind it out is probably the wrong adjective. I'd say we just kind of got a little bit fortunate because, uh, sorry, not Fulham, Luton, um, because they were the better side in that second half. Uh, and then, then they scored. And then because they were still um, buzzing and stuff, we just went up the other end and, and ping one in top bins and then just dug deep a little bit. So, yeah, I do feel that company needs to add that. Um, but I feel like we're on a, 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 people don't like me using the word project, so I won't use the word project. I use the word journey. I feel like we're on a journey with, with company um, and I feel like he's learning whilst our squad's learning and we're down already. So I don't see the point in getting rid of him. Like looking at the league table mm. again, um, the only team that we can now realistically catch is Forest, and they've just got rid of Cooper, so they'll have this new manager balance potentially, where they might only win two games, but you know that's six points, and we've won two games all season. So uh, it's it's, it's mm. I, I just can't see it. Everton aren't in the debate for me because obviously they should be on twenty six points, which would actually put them above above you um, and above Brighton, or no, on level on points with Brighton uh, and uh, above Chelsea. Uh, so they'd be in tenth. Um, so they're not in the conversation. Palace maybe, um, but then but then the likes of Bournemouth. Wolves, Fulham, like yourselves, they were teams that I was looking at who have suddenly just become amazing. Uh, Brentford, I mentioned this on the full-time show recently, I feel like Brentford, if the teams below them were any good, could get dragged into it. But because we're all terrible, they're not going to get dragged into it. They lost four of the last five. Um, and so they, they should be banging trouble, but they're just not. They're just so comfortably safe. They're 10 points away from the drop zone. So, yeah, it's interesting that you say that. We'll see how company continues to grow as a manager. But hopefully for me, Alan Pace, if you're watching... Uh, it continues to grow with Burnley as we um, grow as a team as well. Uh, just looking ahead to the game then, uh, you mentioned him, uh, Jimenez is injured, uh, sorry, suspended. Uh, is there any other players missing that we should be uh, aware of, happy about? No fresh injuries as far as I'm aware. Uh, Traore, Adama Traore is still out, has been out for most of the season, but yeah. pretty much everyone else is fighting fit. Fair enough. Uh, and what sort of system are, are you at? Because I've, obviously I've not seen Fulham play play much this this year. You said um, you, you know Silver can have an attacking style. He can have a a, a style where, where he grinds out results. How are we expecting to set up against Burnley at the weekend? I presume with you being the home side and and the side that's the better side in the league, the better side on paper, you'll be looking to control the game. Yeah, one hundred percent. Probably like a sort of four three three kind of system. We did play five at the back for a little bit yesterday, which was a bit of you know fresh for us. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely be looking to dominate that midfield battle with Polina and Kearney, hopefully, um, and take the game to you guys. Interesting, because even though we were dreadful on Saturday in every aspect of the game against Everton, our midfield has probably been our better part this season with Sanderberg and Josh Brownhill uh, in there. They started off pretty slow, um, but they have got better and better um, as the season's gone on. Um, I do always like to get people's thoughts on um, Burnley because obviously Burnley are a side that uh, traditionally for the last 10 years have been all about, you know, dice ball, grinding out wins, two banks of four, digging in, frustrating teams, nicking something through a set piece or, 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 or on a counter um, and, then, and then winning games that way, frustrating teams that way. And obviously it worked so well for so long until the last 18 months of Dice's reign when it all went a bit south. Uh, since then, companies come in. We've tried this open, expansive tile style of football. Uh, like I said last season, fantastic season, best season ever as a Burnley fan, in my opinion. It was just so fun to win and spank teams every single week and play in that style. But obviously now in the Premier League, we're finding out that it isn't working. So what are your thoughts on Burnley and what company's trying to do at Burnley? I 
obviously I'm not a Burnley fan, so I don't know how it feels to be in the middle. If I was making the decisions, I would give company a little bit more time. But it's difficult. I think realistically, you're probably looking at three or 14th to go down um, this season. And should you roll the dice and try and get a manager that will haul you right out of that? Or should you stay? Is your personnel good enough to mean that you actually have a really good chance at staying up? Um, Yeah, it's a difficult one. I would stick with company for now, but I would also, if he got sacked, I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I, I, I've said it before, um, but for me, uh, he's got number one. He's got enough credit in the bank for me for, for what he did last season. Um, we've got a certain style of play, which I don't think if a certain, other certain manager came in, you know, this this group of players would be able to adapt to. Say, for example, if we brought in Big Sam, which I've seen some ridiculous shouts on the timeline. Some people are saying bring in Big Sam. It just wouldn't work if you're if you're getting right. Dara Rocher to sit back in two banks of four. It's going to be mistake after mistake after mistake. Um, no offense to Dara, but you know he's made quite a few mistakes this season. So. For me, give him till at least next season, but there's a breaking point, right? And if it carries on and we're getting mm-hmm. beat every single week, there's going to have to be a point where it's um, where, where where a change is probably needed. But at the minute, I'm I'm still company in, uh, and I'm hopefully going to remain that way. Um, but Christmas, I feel, is going to be tough. Like I said, we've got you, then we've got Liverpool, then we've got Villa. Um, I stupidly um, got excited when we beat Sheffield United and went and bought tickets for the Villa game. So I don't know why. I'm going to Villa away, uh, and I'm not really sure what, what, what the plan is. I'm taking my five-year-old boy, so he's going to be like he's been on, he's been on two away games already as my little boy. Um, the quarter-final of the FA Cup last season, Manchester City six, Burnley nil. Um, Brentford earlier this season, Brentford three, mm-hmm. Burnley nil. So he's already seen nine goals in two away games, but not one of them is a Burnley goal. Finally, then, um, just before we start wrapping everything up, do you want to give me? Uh, your prediction for this weekend then in terms of score please yeah I'm gonna go for a comfortable Fulham win I'm afraid I think maybe three now um but anything can happen yeah I I was gonna say three one so it's it's like people always get a bit apprehensive like oh I'm on a Burnley channel saying but Burnley gonna get spanked but at the minute even Burnley fans think that they're gonna get spanked so it's you know it's it's completely fine I think we could potentially score uh, with Lyle back. I'd be making four changes to the side that started at the weekend. I'd be having Ekdalin. I'd be having Charlie Taylor back in. So we will be stronger in that aspect if we do that, in my opinion. I'll obviously be having Foster back because he started. Uh, he, he, he didn't start against Everton. Sorry, he came off the bench. So he's better. Uh, so hopefully play him. Uh, and Mamo Benson, because um, when, when he was running at defenders uh, on, on Saturday, that was the only time we actually looked like we were getting up the pitch. Uh, and then... Keep um, Wilson Orderberry in there as well because obviously Coley also is injured. So for me, if we if we start the the right team, I think we can get at you and maybe score. But I just think eventually you'll turn the screw uh, and you'll beat us. Uh, but Elizabeth, thank you for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Just before we do end the stream and the podcast, uh, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you and find the full and content that you um, help out on? Yeah. So um, my Twitter is at esbarnard underscore. And I am part of the Fulhamish team, and that's at Fulhamish Pod. Yeah, thank you very much. So thank you everybody for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Obviously, it's very a busy moment coming up. As as you all know, I have a little boy, so Christmas is very busy. I work in sports broadcasting, so Christmas is very busy at work. Um, so I'm not sure how many full-time shows we'll get to do or if I'll even get to do a pre-game show for the Liverpool game. I am talking to a Liverpool fan now about doing one before we even play 
um, Fulham. Um, so we'll see. Because after the Fulham game, it's obviously Christmas Eve, then it's Christmas Day, then it's a Liverpool match. So it's going to be busy. So just keep it up to date on Twitter. I'll put stuff out as, as and when we do. Uh, we'll probably get um, the fan reactions in for the Fulham game, even though I am working because uh, it's at Joshua Fight on Saturday night, isn't it? Um, but um, yeah, some of the lads will be helping out with that. But Elizabeth, thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thanks everyone for watching. Thanks everyone for listening. And we will see you all next time. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.